All right, folks. Yes, you read that correctly. Dwayne Johnson is a fraud. Never thought I'd say the day. Well, I mean, I think we all saw it coming. I'm very betrayed because you're betrayed. What about me? I I I thought. You know what? You know what? Before we actually get into it, a few episodes ago, I was singing your praises. I was saying you had charisma and you were a good actor, and you've been lying to us the entire time. We all know you're watching this. We all know you're listening to this right now on every platform. Uh, you're streaming on all devices currently. Uh, we're your favorite people, or we thought, you know, we were your favorite people. But... I was your biggest fan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, another episode of the Third Wheel Podcast. I'm Caleb, and this is my buddy Shaps. Yeah. Uh, um, you could call me P.O.'d, actually, from, from now on. This broke a couple days ago. Dwayne Johnson revealed that the beard he wore... Specifically in Hercules, which I very much talked about a couple episodes ago, saying I liked, was fake. And it wasn't just fake. He used the hair off of a goat's testicles to style the beard that he wore for that movie. And I'm very disappointed. Do we have a comment from the goat owner? Oh, man. I bet he's very upset. Very I mean, upset. They never, that, that's the unspoken victims of <laughs> this type of tragedy. I mean, honestly, like, if I was going to lend my gut out, you know, to a big Hollywood studio, you know, I'd be like, man, finally, you know, like... My Get boy, some goat my... representation. Oh, my God. <laughs> no! Violation! I'm disappointed. He has such a good beard in that movie, and it's like, it was fake. The whole thing was fake. It was all Hollywood magic. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, this or Superman's fake mustache. Oh, yeah. I mean... Could that be its own little genre? Just did you like... hate that? Because I, I kind of loved it. Not because it was a good effect, but because... I actually very much enjoyed how terrible it looked. <laughs> <laughs> it was entertaining, which I guess is what movies are supposed to do. I mean, like I mentioned, Justice League is one of my favorite films. Again, not because it was good, but just because I hated it. <laughs> and it was so bad that everyone agreed. So, okay, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Well, I ask you a question. I'm going to make a statement here. I vaguely, vaguely remember a Hercules movie coming out. <laughs> I'm waiting on the question. <laughs> I know, it's a statement. I, I, I kind of am having a... I'm struggling to care right now. Because I really <laughs> barely remember this movie ever existing. Like, I saw maybe a poster. Mm. And you're talking about as if it's breaking... Which it could very well be. Uh... I'm not okay. going to doubt that. It came out almost 10 years ago now, so I understand okay. the confusion. It came out in 2014. Which I was, was like banking on it coming out. Oh, maybe it came out like two years ago. I feel, oh, no. I feel like it came out two years ago. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's sad to me to understand that I can grow a better beard than Dwayne Johnson. Like this That being, is... Isn't that messed up? Honestly, yeah, that's kind of disheartening. It's kind of cold, you know. I like, really the worst. Where's the hope? At least mine's real. Like I, you don't see me shaving my yeah, cat. Yeah, that's and like that's it like mine. that's like saying you know like you say this guy say a guy like gets really buff you know uh, because he saw a Schwarzenegger movie one time he spends his whole life getting that body and then you find out Schwarzenegger just steroid everything or oh, all digitally yeah. enhanced like that was well, disappointing. <laughs> what, 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 what's the point of it? Then he gets fat. What was this all for? Honestly, yeah. Um. So I'm actually very happy with the past couple episodes of our podcast, and I've, it seems like you as the audience agree, but uh, we finally have our first like request question that has been asked us, um, and I'm actually I'm actually really happy that people are like, hey, I, I want to hear what y'all think about this. So I, I know last episode we kind of touched on it just a little bit about like at different aspects we like of like a, a movie I would consider good, but I would actually really like to break down like... Uh, what we think as the podcast hosts 
what we actually think makes a good movie. Because, like, we, we talked about Avatar, that movie sucked. Black Adam, that movie was pretty sucky. The whole Dark Universe, one movie, sucky. Um, but mm-hmm. somebody asked, like, oh, you know, what makes a good movie in your opinion? So you I'm sorry, start? is this is this the positivity stream? I'm sorry. Yeah, Are we? Yeah. So the the reason I like to lean on the the terrible films is because I have so much to say, and I think it's kind of funny. Like I like <laughs> I like making fun of stuff, but um, I actually don't talk about that much what movies I enjoy watching. So I guess we can kind of go into that. Um, do you think for you it's more so? What do you want to watch? Or if it, if you know a movie's good, do you make a point to go see it? Well. I wouldn't really know if it was good unless I saw it. Well, like, you don't look at reviews and stuff? Uh, it depends. Uh, most of the time, I'll check, like, a couple trusted uh, critics or reviewers. Not, like, Rotten Tomatoes or anything. I mean, like, like YouTuber reviewers um, who don't really go into, like, spoilers or anything. Just to know if I'm going to waste my time. I don't really <laughs> like wasting my time with stupid movies unless I'm going to watch a stupid movie knowing it's going to be stupid. Yeah. If it's a movie that I'm like, that looks cool, but I'm, I'm not, like, jumping out of my seat to go see it. Um, if I'm going to make a whole day out of it, you know, invite people, I want to make sure it's going to be at least, you know, enjoyable, get my money's worth. I actually, uh, I do use Rotten Tomatoes. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you do, if you don't know, Taken has a very low rating, and that was a good movie. You know, not not the other ones, but the, the first one was very good. Yeah. Um, and has a low rating. And then they give TV shows that are really bad, like uh, Big Mouth. Big Mouth has, like, stiller reviews. That movie, that show's terrible. Oh, jeez. Like, it's pretty bad, yeah. honestly. Yeah, so, um, I you know, I think it's a good, like, indicator. Like, if I'm excited for a movie, and then it's got, like, a 50%, that's, like, a very straight down the middle, like, eh, you might like it, you might not. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, the Black Adam had like a fifty-two percent. That that doesn't help me at all. Like it's like, <laughs> okay, so is it good or not? Um, but um, oh, just to for those of you who don't know uh, how the Rotten Tomatoes score works, um, it's not a one to one hundred or one out of one hundred scale. It's if it's like a fifty percent score, that means like fifty percent of people who have watched it like the film. It's not fifty yeah. percent like doesn't mean five score. out of ten. Yeah, exactly. Ninety nine percent doesn't mean nine out of ten. It's so just I didn't like, actually know that for the longest time, which is yeah. why I'm sharing it because there's really so does. much confusion on that. I see so many people complain yeah. about that type of stuff, and yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I like the Rotten Tomatoes. I like I like the audience score. Typically, to be that's a little bit more. I can't stand the audience related. score. Really, yeah, I don't like dude, the critic I, score. Let at me all. tell you, Batman v Superman. When when people were walking out of that theater, were like, "Man, Marvel better watch out!" And I was sitting here like, "Oh my god." Okay, yes, <laughs> it's, it's, it's subject to influence, but besides the point, what makes a good movie a good? Yeah, movie? okay. Yeah, I, get, I keep going back to like what I hate, and that's <laughs> that's not what the I know. Point it's of. out of our comfort zone to yeah. actually talk about what we like. Can you believe that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I really very much enjoy reveling in misery. <laughs> just just to be clear. I don't have any uh, professional film experience. I have some some industry experience when it comes to like live production, but nothing really like post production. I mean, I've done a couple things, but so yeah, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I'm not like a uh, I'm not a uh, connoisseur. I'm not someone who you go to for every little detail about a film to dissect it. But I do feel like I relatively know what makes a good film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we all do, you know, in our own sense. For me, it has to be if it hit me on an emotional level. And what I mean by that is if I remember it. Like if I'm 
if I'm driving one day or, you know, I'm on the can or, I don't know, just at, sitting at home and I just remember one particular scene that gave me goosebumps, you know, in one movie. Um, and the fact that it, like, say it was years later and I'm still thinking about it now, mm. that tells me there's at least substance. And that's what I care about. I don't yeah. even care if it's, like, a critically great movie. Say they did everything perfectly, quote-unquote, perfectly, industry standard. That doesn't always mean the movie has heart. To me, the movie has to have heart. It doesn't have to be the cleanest. doesn't have to be the highest budget. doesn't have to hire the highest paid actors. As long as it has heart, it has intentions, and it's confident. You can tell if a movie's confident. Same with TV. If it's confident or it's just trying to chase a trend. If you've um, if you've ever like seen how I review movies, like I have it very broken down. I, of course, I, I stole this format from a buddy of mine in college. But I mean, it works. Like uh, I break it down by story, um, cinematography or effects, mm. and then uh, soundtrack and performances, and then I go um, characters. Yeah, and then and then of course this is the most important enjoyability. Uh, was it enjoyable? Like everything could be. Stellar, like you said, but the movie's boring. Right. So um, it's very much so. And then at the end, I kind of tie it all up in a conclusion. So um, are you cool if we go through it kind of like step by step like that? Like, let's talk about story. Let's talk about this and that. Sure, but we have to pick a movie to cover, I suppose. Yeah, so um, I have a few examples, too. Um, If we're just talking story, there's this movie. I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about The Whale but it's a Brendan Fraser movie. I have I I've been meaning to see it, but okay. I, I know a little bit about it. Well, yeah. okay, let's go. What's the last movie you watched? Last movie I have watched. Have you seen the menu yet? I did see the menu. Okay. Are you talking about movie? I, sorry, are you talking about movie I saw in theaters or recently? Because um, there was actually a movie I wanted to talk about that I just saw last night or oh, for oh, the really? second time. What did yeah. you see? Uh, it was Judge Dredd. The I did not watch Judge Dredd. I feel the, like it should be something we both seen so we can kind of break down like a good movie. Sweet. Um. Yeah. I mean, I saw I saw the menu. I want to talk about the menu. Okay, did you like the menu though? Would you say it's a good movie? For the most part, yes, I really did. Okay, okay. So uh, when you say most part, uh, that's a good thing to point out. Every movie is going to have its flaws. Yes. So if you there there, if we're talking about the menu and there's a scene where you're like, bro, this uh this one part didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Like that that's that's fine. Like uh right the the whale like I I didn't. I loved it, but it wasn't like perfect, you know. But um, okay. I, I would say the yeah, I wouldn't say the menu was like a movie where um. I'm going to remember it, though. I don't know. It was a great experience, but I don't think I'm going to remember it. Okay, let's go back down. Let's start with story. So, story-wise... Spoiler alert, I suppose. uh, We can see. We'll see where it goes. Well, the the thing about this film is that it's kind of best if you go in blind. So, light spoiler alert, at least. I guess so. So, the menu... um, We're talking story, so the concept of it, like, what there's a villain. What's he trying to accomplish? Uh, that's very well explained. Uh, the premise: everyone's stuck in one house. So, like, if you're talking set pieces, you're not going to get a ton of like variety. V- yeah, exactly. But can you, if you're going to stay in one location, can you make it interesting? Like, yes, you know, and they, they definitely mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And um, so was the story engaging? Like, yes, like the motivations. Every character has something they're hiding. Um, absolutely. Like I, I was very much engaged the entire time trying to see how the story unfolded or, or like, is the dialogue well written too? Mm. Like that's important to me. Like, um, the jokes, if they're, if they're making jokes, are they funny? Yes. Right. You know what I mean? I know comedy is subjective, but like, you know, if something, if a joke doesn't land, if, it, if it's at least well written, you can, it, you can have it like 
you can still highlight that and be like, okay, they, they tried to have witty dialogue. Mm. Um, good example of bad dialogue is like when they think it's way smarter than it actually is. Like the, the, the guy performing the line, he's like sitting there snarky, like, you know, hi, this dialogue was written by a very high intelligent person, but you can tell it's more so they feel like they were writing smart dialogue when actually it sucked. Um, it's not as witty as they think it is. Sure. That's um, like uh, idea versus execution. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the menu like has very funny dialogue. Mm. There's, there's a scene where uh, the main guy's breaking down a s'more and how like it's like very random ingredients that all on their own taste pretty good, but you mesh them together. It's like a terrible catastrophe of flavor. He's yeah. like, but why do we enjoy it? Because of... The comfort it brings of like you know being around a fire, and there is being a with family. Good healthy amount of dark humor in this yes. movie. Like it's very dark humor, yeah. But it's just my kind of dark humor. Exactly. It's, it, you know, there's there's a lot of cynicism in it, um, and the like the reaction of a lot of the cast, like yeah. to ver- like you know people who are presenting these wacky crazy ideas versus the people who are just experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie does a really good job of like putting you through them uh just like seeing everything through their eyes and feeling everything the, the way they would yeah and there's a lot of like unique twists and turns in the movie that i didn't really see coming yeah uh, um with with dialogue like look I, I talked about it a couple episodes ago with bojack there's that one there's one episode where it's the camera's focused on bojack and he's standing on a stage mm-hmm. talking giving a eulogy and it's still like again there's there's nothing like it all takes place right there if we're talking visuals. And it's yeah. just like him standing on screen the whole time. But the dialogue's funny. Like when he's telling a story, it leads to an it's an interesting story and it ends with a very good punchline or something, something unexpected that like makes you laugh. Um, if the dialogue's written well, it actually, I, I don't think it matters where you, um, where you shot it or how many set pieces there are. Sure. The Hateful Eight. Have you seen The Hateful Eight? Uh, bits and pieces. But okay, like the, it's all in one cabin. Sure. You know what I mean? The, the whole thing. Even if they go outside the cabin a bit. They're inside the cabin most of the movie. The dialogue is interesting because all the characters, Tarantino does this where they, all the characters have set values and beliefs that they'll debate with each other. You know what sure. I mean? And it's like, it's riveting. It's really good dialogue. So like the, the menu, it's all in one place, but everyone's talking to each other. They're dipping into their personal lives. The the main guy, the head chef, he's dipping into his personal life and what, how it shaped how he's cooked food and how he's all that kind of stuff. Like it's super interesting, you know? Well, yeah. So it's funny you bring that up. I actually mentioned this last time, uh, how in comedy, I love it when they can set everything in one place as small as possible and somehow keep you entertained. Uh, And the same works for drama, I would argue. Um, And action movies or action movies, especially because action, you think one big, 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 you know, you want to go bigger. You want to see a lot of explosions. You want to see as much variety as possible. Uh, The movie comes to mind is actually die hard. um, Mm. The first one to be specific. And the reason I love that movie so much and a lot of movies that kind of like it is that it all takes place in one building and here's the thing when you do that and you commit to it you have an advantage over other movies uh you have the advantage of having the setting as its own character yeah like you remember every bit of uh the the building that he's in you know the entire movie every floor you remember just like how it's all 
one painting, you know, and he's stepping through it. Uh, and it all takes place in one night, which I love. Just I love it when a movie can pull that off. It takes confidence. It takes an absurd amount of planning, um, knowing, you know, what to cut, what to keep in. And then, like, when you walk away from it, you remember the setting as just as much as the characters. So in the menu, that especially works when it's a, not just a drama, but a thriller. Mm. You're, you feel the tensity and you feel like the walls are closing in yeah. almost, you know, as, as it gets more intense. And actually, a, re, a little personal, a reincurring nightmare I've actually had in my life is when everything feels normal. Like, say I'm walking through a building or something, everything feels normal. And then there's like a sudden switch in the dream where everything feels like it's out to get me. Mm-hmm. Even the walls themselves, typically, where it feels like the actual house or the building or this, like everything in the dream is out to get me. And that is like the scariest thing I can think of. I think that's why a lot of people like Amityville Horror, you know, so much. Because like, oh, yeah. the house is a character, you know. Mm-hmm. like So that kind of stuff, it, I always love seeing confidence just in movies so if you were to ask me i love seeing confidence whatever your vision is i don't care if it's wacky i don't care if no one's gonna get it as long as it's confident in what its story is and it sets out to do it and it accomplishes it where do you think the line is though on someone who's like that i you know i don't care what your vision is if it's too wacky like where where do you think that goes too far honestly i personally there's extreme examples like the room but that doesn't count (laughs) personally Oh, well, I don't. I would argue that he didn't accomplish what he set out to do, you but because sure, sure. he was not confident at all. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. As long as there's confidence, I don't think there really should be a line. That's why there are a lot of directors who like people will really rail on it first, or walk away from, and then come back later. And like actually, there was a lot of substance there. Now there is okay. I'm not. Don't mistake. Uh, Confidence for pretension. There's a lot of pretentious directors yeah, out there and writers. And you can typically tell the difference if they're pretentious. Like if they're like the, the dialogue that you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, you can tell what pretentious dialogue is, is they're trying to sound smarter yeah. or more deep than you are. Yeah. When they start to combat the audience and make them feel more superior than their viewers, that's when you lose me. I right. suppose that's where the quote unquote line is. But there's a distinction between that um and believing what you're saying and wanting people to experience what you're trying to say. Not to set yourself up above everyone on a pedestal and say, you don't understand me. That's what makes a terrible movie. What makes a great movie is when you can present an idea to an audience that will stick with them and you're experiencing it with them. Mm. You have a message that you want to get out to your audience. Not necessarily a preachy message, but yeah. like just a message that you feel deep in your heart and you want to... Show that to as many people as possible on a cinematic scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's very vague, uh, but there are a lot of movies that actually accomplish that in my opinion. I, I, I think the menu, like what it, you know, the message I feel like it was trying to show, I mm-hmm. think, yeah, like you said, did, yeah. did he achieve that? Yeah, Absolutely. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, so for real. is he trying to tell a story? Um, is it cohesive? Is mm-hmm. it coherent? Is it. Uh, art house movies just go way over my head. I never know sure. what the director's trying to show me, but a, a movie that's really smartly written. And it conveys a message or the point across, mm-hmm. and you know, I think if it conveys it well, then that's that's great. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, a lot of the characters actually in the menu because like it's it's yeah. not just a whole bunch of snobby so, rich people. There's a lot of variety in the characters as well. Yeah. So it's relatable. 
like any I feel like there's one character for every person you watch is it you know yeah. who can relate to these characters and that's mm. also super yeah important. each character has something to hide mm. they have distinct personality traits and they're all not good people yeah which is kind of an well I would thing. say they're all real people they're yeah. all like flawed they have, yeah exactly they're flawed I wouldn't say they're evil people but no. like they're definitely right yeah yeah and so. actually one of the characters is a pretentious director which I think is funny yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> Um, and then, let's see, so when characters, um, are they fleshed out well? Like, mm-hmm. do I understand why they're doing what they're doing? Um, do they learn something at the end? Do yeah. they grow, do they, not, maybe not necessarily grow as a person, but do they feel like something's either changed or been accomplished in that character? Um, you know, that's something you got to look at. And mm-hmm. then, like, it's just, like, how well-written are they? Like, uh, again, I, I'm sorry, I keep going back to... Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to I'm gonna go back to Black Adam. I'm going to leave Avatar 2 alone. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. Stay positive here. What are yeah. you going to write him for? Well, I, I think it's important to have a, um, I guess, set a bar and be like, here's an example of not what we're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so at Black Adam, like, the characters are just, like, they're not that fleshed out. They just kind of have, like, this one gimmick that's assigned to their character, and that's their character. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guy who makes bad jokes. I'm a little kid who's infatuated with superhero, like, generic. Stereotypes, yeah. Yeah, yeah stereotypes. It, there's nothing deep going on. So you take a movie like The Menu where, like you said, each character is, like, flawed. They have an agenda. They have... Uh, skeletons in their closet stuff that makes them interesting mm-hmm. and you take all those people and you force them in one room where they're in like bad scenarios that forces their what's on the inside to come out and they're having to deal with themselves and also deal with each other and you just see the dynamic between a, a person who thinks this way and a person who thinks the other way and they're put in a potentially fatal scenario you know, and you see how the real person inside them comes out and they interact with each other. That's interesting. Like, that's a deep... That makes for a good, deep character. It makes for an interesting story. It makes for all these really cool scenarios. So, let's also... While talking about Black Adam, I will also ask that you make the distinction between a soulless cash cow versus a director who had a vision and set out to accomplish that vision and failed for one reason or another. So, like, Black Adam is, like, a weird example only because, like, I feel like a... That movie came out of a board meeting, not necessarily yeah. like. Okay, so I think a good distinction is let's okay, let's say Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what the agenda was. Let's um, it, it's a con- it's a conglomerate of all these superhero stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You got some fish out of water humor because yeah. the superhero he's not a human. Yeah. Um, he's you know, and it's funny to watch other people react to him. In the, on paper, it's funny, but yeah. we've seen it so many times. Um, it, it has a goal of establishing a new character who's going to be connected to a whole universe with other superheroes. We've mm-hmm. seen that plenty of times. Um, the jokes are very shallow stuff. It's just very shallow humor. Like not, yeah. I, I won't say juvenile, but just like, again, just stereotype stuff we've seen before. Um, the overall agenda, he's like, what, what's the director trying to tell you with the story? The, the movie was very basically set up to set up other movies sure. that was the agenda it was to promote more movies that we're go- not going to watch later you know what i mean and we, we covered that last week we did but what i what i mean is um i don't think that director set out to make a great movie he was there to make money you know like i think that's the entire purpose that black adam was there to make money set yeah. up a universe like you said yeah i'm talking about a director who 
set out to make a great movie like Standalone. So take it out of the universe. A standalone movie who flopped on his face. And I would think um, a continuous offender of this would be M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made some great movies, but there are some movies where you can tell the pretentious dialogue just bleeds out of the walls sometimes. And that's because he's in his own bubble. And he never really lets the audience in, at least uh, from my opinion, you know, most of the time. He's just kind of in his own little world. No one's ever relatable because he writes everyone isolated in their own echo chamber. Someone like M. Night Shyamalan, someone like George Lucas, Mm -hmm. someone like James Cameron, who have very definitive vision, Mm -hmm. I think they need to hire a writer who's actually good at picking up the pace where they suck. So Shyamalan, great ideas, great worlds. He needs help writing characters' dialogue. 100%. I absolutely agree. He'll take it upon himself to do all the work himself. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he's a good director when it comes to, like, directing cameras and shots and whatnot. Um, If he wants to write an outline of whatever movie he's trying to make and then have an actual writer that's good at writing characters, that's good at writing uh, pacing... You know, like, uh, you take a movie like The Happening, where um, he could have totally... Like, he had, he didn't have a bad idea mm-hmm. where uh, people are getting attacked by plants and it's making them kill themselves. Like, right. that's an interesting, like, premise. But because he's like, okay, I'm going to take this premise and do the rest of the work myself. Like, he could have benefited from mm-hmm. people writing dialogue, helping out with casting, right. all this stuff. Uh, same thing with George Lucas. We talked about how he's got great world building. Um, but he he's not good at writing people. He's not good at writing love stories. Yeah, he, exactly. He's going off of what he's doing his best. And uh, to his credit, he did try to hire people, but nobody wanted to touch right. Star Wars at the time. Right. So he ha- he had to do it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, James Cameron, like he he makes interesting like premise movies, Titanic premise, mm-hmm. but generic love story. Right. Avatar two, great new world, like really cool, but generic. Love story, generic uh, world conflict. building is so much different than character. Exactly, yeah. and that like these guys with such definitive visions, if they're not talented in writing a cohesive story, um, deep characters, um, all that kind of stuff, a good script, mm-hmm. funny jokes, like if, if they're not good at that, I think they need help recognizing that. Right. And hey, I need to hire someone who's actually good at this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So backtrack a little bit back to what makes a good movie a good movie. I think there's a common theme kind of formulating here. So I talked about how, or we talked about how you can really do a lot with so little. So isolating the audience into one space for the entire movie, how effective that can be. Mm -hmm. I would go even further to say the, the least that a director can do to make an impact, the better. Like when a movie can convey a message with little to no dialogue, for instance, in a scene, little to no variety in Mm -hmm. the backgrounds or whatever. And I still feel the same, if not more than I would in any other movie. Like that's something special. So for instance, um, have you seen the lighthouse? I have not. That's the one with um, Robert Pattinson. I started watching that. I didn't get to finish it yet. There's a lot of silence in that movie. Let me tell you. Um, But you don't feel like, you don't feel any less dread than you would in yeah. any other like th- yeah. thriller or um, not really a horror movie, but still, like, it's just that that tense feeling and the fact that no one really talks a whole lot. When they do talk, the conversations are so freaking tense that you want to go back to the silence. And then you go back to the silence, it's like, man, I actually wish people were talking because I feel even more tense now. Uh, and another uh, obscure example is like um, I don't know, RoboCop comes to mind. Like you hardly see his face the entire movie. Oh, the top half of his face, at yeah. least. 
And there are some scenes where he's just like walking in a room by himself. And like there's only there's only like a track playing behind him and he's walking in like the house of his family or his former family. And you just kind of feel his emotion, even though he's supposed to show no emotion. He's off he's going off the rails in this in the part of the movie. And you feel it. I don't know. I like I bought it. Like not because the movie told me that's what was happening. It didn't say anything. He there was no dialogue in the scene. He was just yeah. walking through his house, and you could just feel the energy he's trying to convey. Yeah. And like the emotion, like he's trying to figure things out, and you're figuring things out with him. Like again, it's done so little. It was in a generic room. It was in yeah. you know, practically silent. So it was little, you know the, the least amount you can do, uh, and still somehow. Bring the audience home like as that. a as a writer if you're forced to if you're going to write a story where it all takes place in one location mm. you're forced to make interesting characters you're forced to rely on yeah, witty exactly. dialogue like if you're if there's not going to be these big set pieces like you better make the characters interesting mm. so that's what yeah. i think that's what tarantino that's what um the guy who directed the menu like I, yeah. that's probably what they specialize in yeah. i mean tarantino obviously yes that's what he specializes in right. but like same thing with someone like Kevin Smith, who's just like, you know, he'll pick a spot, he'll pick a, the backside of a gas station, mm-hmm. and just write characters, and just write good dialogue, right. and that kind of stuff. Um, so, on that, with story and characters, I would say that, those are what make the movie. Like, visuals, because we said, like, you can pick one setting and have the movie be interesting without these big cinematography set yeah, pieces exactly. and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think effects... They're supposed to accompany a good story. They're supposed to accompany characters, mm. but that's not what make or breaks a film for me. Right. Um, that again, like that, that James Cameron's problem. Like he'll make Titanic and think, oh, if I just um, if the visuals are good, if mm. the, if if I do really good on the ship sinking, you know, it doesn't matter about the story. It doesn't matter about the characters. Mm. And, you know, and then, you know, you, uh, okay, I'm sure you love Rogue One. Star Wars. I do Rogue love Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, I don't because it's like it, it was very much relied on the visuals mm. being the movie and not so much the story. Yeah. You probably disagree with me. You probably think story and characters are good. <laughs> I do actually. Yeah, I know. Funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not get too sidetracked. I'm just saying like movies that just think if we rely on visuals, mm. you know, that'll be the film and that, that'll it'll be a good movie. And I, I think that uh, good effects are supposed to help a movie that's already got strong story and characters. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be like a companion piece, mm. not necessarily the the crutch of mm. the film. Yeah, and to me, yes, I do appreciate you know how much a director can do without visuals or dialogue or anything. I love it when they can do that, but I also really just admire when they can get you invested. If you've honestly, that's end of the day, that's what a good movie is. If you had a great time, you were invested. You felt like you knew these characters. You felt like you were in this world. I think that's an accomplishment. Yeah. And you walk away and you can remember these particular scenes. Mm-hmm. You remember these characters like individually. Um, I think that's that's kind of what it is right there. And yeah. you know, we just said like we were agreeing for so much, and then like we're listing off movies. Oh, I hate that one, or oh, I love that one. Like we had so much, you know, vastly different experiences with the same movie. Yeah. Um, but we have similar values when it comes to what a good movie is so yeah. it really is the end indiv- cop-out answer the individual yes, sense it is because like I, i've definitely recommended movies to people mm-hmm. that um they were like man that movie sucked or yeah. like i hated this movie i hated the blah 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 and mm-hmm. then i get to the person i told i hated it to they watched it. man that movie was not as bad as what you told me <laughs> i was like oh you simpleton <laughs> <laughs> don't you know yeah know. yeah it's like are you not impressed <laughs> um 
So that that gets down to the last point I'd put in is enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, that is up to the viewer. Yeah. Um, I, there are movies that are so bad that I love that <laughs> I adore because sure. I enjoyed the crap out of them. I know I talk about like I like watching dumpster fire movies because I like to think the studio is going to be pulling their hair out. <laughs> um, but like uh, if you take a movie, there's a there's a movie that came out a long time ago. I think it was 2014. It's called As Above, So Below. It's a horror film, and it's really stupid. <laughs> I, and I, I mean, it helps. I watched it with like a good group of friends that were laughing the whole time with me, making jokes. We're the only ones in the theater. So we were just making jokes, talking out loud. And you know, I don't recommend doing that in a crowded movie theater because it ruins sure. the experience for everyone else. But in this instance, we were um, just having fun. The, the premise of the film is like, you know, they're, they're trying to find, they're trying to go underground through tunnels. To, and then they keep finding writing on the walls, like, as above, so below. So they're thinking, okay, we're, we're going down underground, and we're trying to get back up. So the only way to get back up is to keep going down, mm-hmm. and then eventually we'll end up back on top. It was so stupid, <laughs> and um, the characters making, <laughs> characters are making dumb I just, decisions. I just realized you said. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, if we, we want to get back to the surface, we got to keep going down. Like, keep what? going down. I'm like, what are we? <laughs> they're like, as above, so below. Um, it was so bad, but it was such a great experience because, like, the enjoyment was there. I watched it with good people. Yeah. We knew it was dumb. Well, um, I ha- yeah, I have a similar experience. Uh, there was this one movie, probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was this thr- I don't even remember what it was called. It was this weird thriller where, like, the trailers may look like it was going to be, like, super intense. Yeah. And, like, oh, my God. Like, exactly what we were talking about. You know how it takes place in one place and there's, like, a killer or there's, like, you know, there's an antagonist. And it's really tense. My sister and I really wanted to go see it. And one of my best memories I have of my sister, we wanted to go see it. And <laughs> like you said, only two people in the theater. And we're like, oh, that's kind of weird. But, you know, can't wait. We've been waiting to see this for so long. <laughs> and like, okay, I'll just not go in like the movie because I hardly remember anything. It basically, it feels like this serial killer from like a horror movie walked into a sitcom of another completely different movie. <laughs> because like, he's literally like this super intense guy. And he's definitely a killer. He walks into this house he pretends that he's like uh <laughs> like a someone in need and then this lady's like okay I'll, I'll help you come in my house and then like she has this friend there and they literally just like have this t uh, tlc sitcom experience um it's just ridiculous and then it goes off the rails and then me and my sister like predicted every single thing in the yeah. movie but i've never i've almost never laughed that hard in my life you know yeah I can't. I can't say, man, that movie sucked. I hated being. No, I had a great time. Right, what are you talking right, about? Right. I would pay. I'd much rather see that movie than some of the yeah. garbage that you know everyone else is seeing yeah. right now. So, oh man, so subjective opinion, man. It's 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 interesting. Yeah, matter, I, I matter of perspective, probably. No, enjoyment's the biggest factor, and that mm-hmm. that legit is up to the viewer. That's going to be mm-hmm. individual. Like, um, you know, you can have a good time with a bad movie. That's something that took me forever to learn was like, not everyone has to like the same thing. Not everyone has to see my opinion eye to eye. Mm. I used to be a real jerk. Yeah. Um, I used to get mad at people for liking a terrible film, but now sure. I'm just sitting like, you know what? If you had fun, man, I'm glad you had fun. You know, I, I very right. much chilled out over time. Sure. So. Oh, me too. I, yeah. I, you know, I used to get so passionate over that crap. But yeah. I, I still am. Why? Internally. It's a waste of time. But it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, let, let them like what they want. Because yeah. then you, you don't want to be judged for something you like that you know you're, you're going to be made fun of. For. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. And, like, that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I said a few episodes ago, I very much like the Scooby-Doo films. Are they good? <laughs> Absolutely not. And you know what? I'm just going to say, for the record, I like some of the scary movies. I don't mean mm-hmm. horror films. I mean scary movie one, scary movie two. <laughs> nice thing. Yeah, I like, I, I like those. No. So, nice twist. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we covered that pretty well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, if, uh, I hope that answers your question. Uh, one of my best buds, apparently my number one fan. I didn't see oh, that coming oh, either. There you go. But um, I hope that answers your question, like what makes a good movie. And it's subjective. Like mm-hmm. like I said, um, this buddy of mine, I'm sure we watch movies together that I hated and you liked and vice versa. But, you know, I hope we answered your question. Um, you might not hear us talk about movies we like as much as movies we hate because I enjoy talking about movies that made me want to die. I, I do absolutely. Like, okay. It, it really depends if, you know, I do like finding people to talk about if I really enjoyed a film. But, man, it, it just feels good. And almost like you're fighting back. When a movie wastes yeah. your time or just screws right. you over, yes. it feels good to let that anger out. Like, yeah, man, I'm just going to rail on this thing. <laughs> um, so speaking of fire, uh, you said Firestorm earlier. Um, I did. I think, you, well, you said Dumpster Fire dumpster or something fire. like that. Yeah. Speaking of fire, okay. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Go ahead. Fire. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yes. Okay. So, a few episodes ago, we talked about um, our one of our favorite creators of our one of our favorite shows, at least mine, Rick and Morty. Um, oh, that's all I meant. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, we can, I'm sorry. We got to cut this out. Oops. Oh, no. We're hacks. We're frauds. No. Um, okay. Well, tell me what you're trying to say then. Fire Festival. Oh. Um, Oops. Actually, I want to come back to that one because okay. uh, I didn't read up on it like I was supposed to. So oh, we'll have, I'm okay. sorry, we we'll have to cut out this whole section. All right, well, <laughs> quickly, quick, look, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, segways. Um, okay, Justin Roiland was fired immediately after we posted our first episode. We yeah. talked about it, and we're like, "Man, I wonder where this is gonna go." And then it's like, as soon as, we, <laughs> like immediately, as soon as we still cut, like Justin <laughs> Roiland fired. We got or, we got texts on our phones. Our, our our agents contacted us. And, yeah, uh, you know, we're on the phone with uh, Adult Swim actually, and the truth the truth is there. Yeah, I mean, confirm I, the story. I mean, not necessarily the whole truth yet, but there's enough surrounding evidence. There's no trial yet, but like. Well, I, okay, you I, I will say, I, I kind of predicted that they, they well, I, what I said was, if I remember correctly, that Adult Swim uh, wouldn't waste any time canceling, like, Rick and Morty, even, mm-hmm. like, just because of publicity. Like, I knew they were going to do something. Well, the show's not canceled. Though. I know it's not. That's yeah. the, that's the crazy thing. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, because I didn't think they would ever go on with, without Justin Roiland, uh, because he's, the, you know, the most prominent voice actor oh, on yeah. that show. Um so I was like, well, they'll probably just cancel the show before they cancel Justin Roiland. But sure enough, even before a trial, they fired him. You want to like, talk about cash cow? Rick and Morty's a cash cow. Uh, like yeah. a, back when season three came out, uh, they renewed a deal for like ninety episodes. Like, yeah, that's their money maker. Exactly. One of them. Um, so I'm I'm disappointed. Like the the mm-hmm. show's effectively dead. Like I mean, yeah, they're they're gonna try and keep going. They're gonna rehire the cast. Yeah, they're gonna recast Rick and Morty. That's what they did. So they did actually say they they put out like a little um, response, and yeah. they said that Rick and Morty will continue. Good luck. <laughs> I'm sure it will in a different dimension, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disappointed, bro, because I was really engaged in the story and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But I mean, I just. I hate how many people that I look up to end up being horrible perverts. You know, it's very disappointing. Like, um, he not was, that we, not that we know for true. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and you're so, right. Uh, would that be like alleged perverts? Would that be the most horrible thing if like he actually wasn't guilty of any of it? And, yeah, that would be. But um, there, there's a lot of surrounding circumstances. I'm like, sure he's guilty of something. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's sad. It it's is very really sad. sad. I'm, I feel, my heart goes out for the victims. I know I said that already, but it does. Like, I'm sad there's victims. I'm sad they took a job yeah. working with a very talented creator, thinking like he's gonna, you know, my either my career is going places or I get to work with a guy I admire, and yeah. then and then it turns into something that, you know, that it wasn't what they cracked up what they thought it was gonna be. Right. And it's very disappointing. Uh, my heart goes out for those type of people mm. um, and you know honestly it just it hurts the show it hurts the fans the f- fan base can be pretty toxic yes well, yeah regardless of like what happens that's that marks the end of an era mm-hmm. like for, okay I don't know if it's still this powerful but remember like okay Wicker Morty at one point was so powerful that they I would I would argue that people almost got killed over this it was a Szechuan sauce incident you know like all all they had to do was right rick saying he likes szechuan sauce and they don't sell it anymore at mcdonald's yeah and then like the entire world felt the need to have the to experience the szechuan sauce like the most mundane thing and the people were really rioting over the crap yeah. mcdonald's really had no other choice right but to re- bring back the sauce which and they never did, did they did in like small small quantities well i don't know stupid yeah. Because then, like, you know, people were literally almost killing each other over Yeah, it. I remember that. But, I mean, after that, they made a statement like, uh, hey, we're going to bring back the sauce for real this They time. never did. And they never that, did. You know? I was like, what the heck? And I don't even think they did bring it brought back from the live-action Milan movie. Like, right. no-brainer. But Yeah, yeah. that would have made sense. Um, honestly, I don't really blame... Like, that's scary. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the reason, like, I don't really blame them is because, like, they saw the reaction of some of these fans... They're like, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to, want to take part of that. And you know, people are probably selling the little packets for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like, that's how powerful the show was. Yeah. Is probably well, I would say it was now. Yeah. I don't think people would do the same nowadays. No. But no. it is the end of an era, and I was, I would call it the Justin Rowland era because like he's just been so prominent in the animation industry for so long, and yeah. so many people respected him. Now it's just like in an yeah, instant. He's, he's, he was branching out into. Not just other shows, but video games. Mm. He did a few charity promotions. Yeah, like, he collaborated collaborated with a lot of other animators. Like just he, he again very well known in the industry. He voiced a lot of characters. Um, yeah. And yeah, national icon, honestly, but just gone instantly, instantly like that. Yeah. Well, uh, on a brighter note, mm-hmm. and I say brighter, but we had. At the ending of last episode, we decided, hey, good show, guys. The high five, chest mm-hmm. bump, oorah. Yeah. Let's yeah. go to Wendy's. Okay. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I did not say Wendy's, but. Yeah, I know. We, we took out a friend of ours to Wendy's. But, um, yeah, we got there. And we had such a bad experience. I was like, oh, when we film again, we're definitely going to talk about this. I was expecting, because I actually like Wendy's. So I was expecting, oh, I very like, much enjoyed it. Oh, Wendy's. man. Like, yeah, let's go. Absolutely. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Man. Like, where yeah. do we start? <laughs> so, we walk in. We're getting ready to place our order. It looks like a Burger King, almost. Uh, like, it doesn't look like a Wendy's. It looks like a weird... I actually like burger. burger King, so I'm not going to go there. Shut the... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna bleep everything you just said. Yeah, that's fine. You're editing this episode, right? So, yeah, just cut that part out. <laughs> you like Burger um, King. Okay, yeah. Okay. It, back, lo- back okay, it, it does not look like Wendy's. No, so we go oh. in there, and it kind of looked like the old school Wendy's before they remodeled. Like, you remember, we actually talked about this while we were there. Like, <laughs> the, the old school Taco Bell had purple everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this <laughs> Wendy's looked like the old school Wendy's. Like, ugh. Like, all that. Did it actually, yeah. like, new Wendy's is, like, sexy now. You know, like, that's their yeah. theme. Yeah. They're supposed to make it, you know, a little bit more homey, a little bit more modern. Yeah. And this was like, oh, this is a memory. This is exactly Garbage. what I remember as a kid. Uh, <laughs> very disappointed. So we yeah. get in there. We get in line. 
and we see people working. At first, mm-hmm. we were thinking, oh, they might not have staff. Right. But I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. So we're standing in the at the counter for a solid, like, two or three minutes. And, like, that doesn't sound too trivial, but, like, you, you felt like you were standing there a while. We were the only ones there. I yeah, think. exactly. <laughs> and then eventually, uh, I didn't look behind me. When, we finally, when they finally did get around to taking our order, thanks, mm-hmm. guys. What a privilege. <laughs> When we finally got that done, um, we look. I look behind me. There's a line. I was like, "What the heck? Like, where do these people come? Like, why are yeah. they not taking orders?" You right. know. Yeah. And so then we finally put our order in, and we're sitting there at the table, and we're like, "What the heck? Like, the the food took forever to come out. Right. Like, it took. How long do you think it took? Like, a solid like." It- Probably at least 12, 15 minutes. Yeah, and like, again, ridiculous for, you're, for fast food, yeah. and they had staff. Like, that was the thing, and um, you could tell they just did not care. It wasn't like, it wasn't yeah. at a weird hour, it was after lunch. Yep, like, after lunch, yes, yeah, yeah, on exactly. a Saturday, like, <laughs> you know. Um, so weird. And I, Okay, again, I like Wendy's, but that's not the only Wendy's I have a big problem with. Oh. So there's one right by my house that I go to quite frequently, actually. And here's the thing, because I like Wendy's, that's why I go. But I have a funny story every single time I go. So it's typically later in the evening uh, whenever I do go to this one. But <laughs> there's only, I go through drive through There's only over one car in the drive through There's never anyone inside the restaurant. But it also, complete opposite of the last one. It looks like a modern Wendy's, like even more modern than the ones you're used to. Looks really clean and it looks really cool, uh, feels really cool. Then you get in the drive through and then, like, just, I don't believe the people who work there actually work there. <laughs> because, like, okay, for instance, a uh, little, little role play here. Please, give me an order, Kayla. What do you want? Yeah, I'll take a Baconator. What? I said I'll take a Baconator. And, uh, I don't have can a Baconator. I... Oh, darn. Well, hold on. Give me a sec. Can I try the Pretzel Pub? And then can I get a large fry with that, too? Sure, but we're out of Pretzel Bun. I don't like you right now. <laughs> I would they're actually all... start getting to like, you know, I, sir, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't like. They're always at for. They're always out of everything, and they sound like the most miserable people in the world. Do they actually interrupt though when you're ordering? That's annoying. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> they do, and I'm like, yeah. what the heck? But I still keep going here. <laughs> so yeah. then I get, I get there. You need to switch. And then like every single per, every single person there, they're all wearing casual clothes, no uniforms or anything, mm. like street clothes. And you know, you don't think that would be a big deal if the service and food's good, but when you pair it all together. But yeah, um, this looks like the, this looks like Mr. Dave himself came out and was like this is going to be my my golden Wendy's. You know, this is the one that people are going to be going to for the ages, right? It looks really professional, really good. Everything in the restaurant looks clean except for the employees who all just like look miserable uh they feel miserable when they talk to you they don't know what they're talking about like they're just very short uh they don't really ask what you want they're just kind of like what do you want we're out of that boom and then um what was it It, again i'm only the one car in the drive-thru and i'm i guarantee i've timed it before (laughs) is a 20 minute wait you would time how long you sit in a drive-thru well after this many experiences yeah 20 minutes it's been a 20 minute wait I have a theory that these people are squatters. They took over a Wendy's. I remember you mentioning. Yes, <laughs> and they just fat. They just serve people food, um, and they live there like that essentially because it's yeah. the same people every single time. Like, this guy has the audacity to drive by our house and order food. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? There's a Taco Bell right next to them. Yeah, that was the only two restaurants there. Which, on the record, I we we like Taco Bell. I do we like Taco talk Bell. I will say. Uh, I just remember that the, this Wendy's we were at last week. It was like it took forever to get our food. Was the food was the food decent though? 
I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, here's the thing. There's some. There are some meal or uh, meals that Wendy's have. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is actually restaurant quality. There are the. It depends on the season. Depends on their seasonal item typically. And then I'm like, eh, it, it's okay. It's a Wendy's. Uh, this was very much just like, yeah, it's a Wendy's. <laughs> you know, that story you described to me with uh, um, trying to order something reminds me of this thing we had at IHOP. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, all the ladies out there, I'm still learning how to like read a woman's mind, which, you know, apparently y'all rely on quite a bit for, you know, for us guys to kind of do. So um, we're at this IHOP with me and my mom and... Um, the waitress was super rude, but like in like like you said, like when you're trying to order something, she like put both fists on the table <laughs> and was like, "What do you have?" And then, you know, <laughs> and then um, uh, so apparently there's something I had to learn if they're if my my mom orders something if they're out of it, she wants to go somewhere else. You know what I mean? And I was like, "Oh, oh I, I didn't know that." So <laughs> I'm supposed to read her mind, um, and so they're out of orange juice. And so I was like, and and she did it rude. Like she's got her fists on the table, and she's like, you know, uh, <laughs> my mom's like, well, I'll take some more shit. We're out of orange juice. And, I was like, and then my mom gives me the look, and I was like, oh, there's the look. Well, ma'am, I appreciate it. We're gonna go somewhere else. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, yeah, I I don't like it when you're getting interrupted. Uh, I have a pet peeve, and that's like repeating myself. So like, I'll go into a drive-through, mm-hmm. and I'll be like. Um, I hate repeating myself, yeah. Yeah, and they're like... Especially well, if I made it super clear from the very beginning. Oh, 100%. They, they just weren't so, listening. So. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say my order. I'll start slow. Mm-hmm. I'll talk loud. Yeah. I'll project my voice. And then I'll go through the whole order. And then they'll say, yeah, I only heard the first part of that. You wanted you want a something burger? Can you, can you start over? I'm like, oh my... Cheeseburger! Yeah, and then um, on top of that, when they interrupt you, like, uh, yeah. or, or like, uh, if you take one second pause, they're like, I'm sorry, you still there? Hey, you still there, buddy? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, bro, will you give me a sec to think? Like, you just threw a curveball at me. You said, do I want fries with that? I gotta think about that. Okay. You know? <laughs> I have a third wacko Wendy story. Wendy, I what's up with you and Wendy's, I don't know. Bro? I don't know, but this is like literally the pinnacle. You're not even gonna believe what I'm gonna tell you. And, like, you, view, you viewers at home, you can write your letters. That's fine. What I'm telling you is the truth. And I'm the only... Well, I went with a bunch of friends, but I'm the only one who experienced, like, the lackey side of it. So we went to this Wendy's. And we talked <laughs> and to... And who's the, Wendy? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Hold on. Uh, and we talked to, you know, uh, the cashier. Um, I'm not going to say what my buddy's name is, but uh, <laughs> he was talking to her. And she was like semi-flirting with him i guess which is fine uh and then like she made like a pawn off his name and then like every five minutes would like yell his name just like as a joke you know like while we're eating anyway regardless she was just like very trying to be buddy buddy with the group right just whatever you know like i don't care really just like let us eat her food right well she she says that she she has a child he was, like, talking to my buddy about her child. Again, just to him. About her child. And, like, goes... You feel into, like, like a third wheel yet? Go- <laughs> yeah. This is, what, this is where it started, Caleb. Yeah. And then, like, she goes on for, like, you know, five minutes about her kid. And we're like, okay, that's kind of weird. We sit down. And she literally brought her kid to work. We didn't even know that. Wow. She brings her kid over. Like, oh. he's, like, probably two years old. She's like, here he is, by the way. Like, he, she, he, like she had him hiding in the back somewhere. She's like, here he is. And then she sits down with us. She's like, do you want to hold him? I'm like, whoa. Oh, oh man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, guys, red flag, red flag. <laughs> Alert. Sound the alarm. So I'm like, okay, this is, calls this, for is, aid. this is too weird for me. Yeah. So uh, It's uh, weird for me, and I wasn't there. And then, like, while, while this is happening, there's this, like, really big dude 
who like walks. I I, I wish I could um, reenact the uh, actual action, the verb, uh, the action. Uh, he walks to the bathroom, but when I mean walks, I mean, do you know how like when you like kids how they skid their feet, you know, mm-hmm. like on the carpet. That's what he was doing. A grown man was doing that into the bathroom, right? I don't know if there was anything wrong with him. Just saying. That's what he was doing. Just weird thing number one. He just as slowly as possible get like skits, skitters into the bathroom. Oh, God. And I feel like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom now. <laughs> I walk in. The sound of running water. <laughs> I walk in. I promise this won't be gross. Please. Uh, his, <laughs> he's using a stall. The stall door is wide open. <laughs> And he's he's facing he's facing the wall like where the toilet is, um, and he's looking down. His his clothes are completely on, and he's talking to himself. Mm. And he says, "I'm sorry, I broke it. I I'm so sorry, I broke it." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm in a horror movie. This, this is it." And he's like, literally, just that's. Creepiest freaking thing ever. He just like looks down. He's like, I'm sorry. I, I can't get it to work. I broke it. He has no earpiece, you know. He has no headset. He doesn't have his phone out. He's just looking down he's, at this He's speaking to the other four voices in his head. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. And so I leave, right? And then yeah. eventually, you know, uh, we just leave that restaurant. And then like, and then like three minutes later, the place gets like swarmed by cops. Oh my god! There's like three cops that pull up, not with the lights on, but like they just pull up, and then like we drive off, and then like I'm, I, 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 I swear, every like probably two minutes, we saw like another cop go in that direction, mm. and then uh, and they were like posting, like they were like you know, you know, there were there were cops who were, like uh, almost like posted ready to drive in case someone like speeds away. Uh, just everywhere. In fact, we actually had to go back there for some reason. And there was, like, a fire truck there when we went back. Like, literally, it just got weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. All in Wendy's. All huh. in the freaking Wendy's. Is that the same one you go to now? With no. Waters? Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I traded up. Okay. I, this is yeah. why I don't This is why I don't mind the squatters. Bro, I'm starting to, like, get some bad vibes about Wendy's, bro. <laughs> like, I, I might not eat there anymore <laughs> after this. No, but their food's, go, their food's good. <laughs> yeah. When, but when I just don't know what it. the heck's going on, in, you know. Yeah. There. But, yes, the squatters, I much prefer the squatters. So, <laughs> Do you remember when Wendy's switched their fries up and they were like, uh, now with sea salt? Like, oh, what were you using before? Uh, don't ask. Yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> they were salty to begin with. Um, you know what? That's actually something I wanted to bring out. What is like the worst idea that you think a restaurant, like a fast food chain, sure, or a soda chain, whatever, uh, worst like idea, like marketing scheme? Uh, changing Sierra Mist to Starry. Okay, now wait a minute. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, so you're talking about just overall in the past? In the Yeah, say in the past. Like, let's say like a little bit ways, like five, at least five years before. You know, what was like your big memory of, oh my gosh, I can't believe they tried that. I can't believe they tried to make that a food. I can't believe they tried to sell that. Um, there, there's a lot of things. About yeah, give, people, give me an example of what comes to your head. A lot of people bring up like the, was it Pepsi Classic or was it Coke Classic incident? Or, oh, I think it was Pepsi. Oh, no, there's, um, okay, so there's New Coke. There's New, yeah, yeah. that's one. Yeah, so, like, 30-something yeah. years ago, they tried to switch Coke to mm. New Coke. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then there was such a big uproar. And, actually, fun side fact, I have some cans of 
New Coke. Oh, uh, because Stranger Things brought it back for an episode. Uh, and so it's probably not the same formula, but I have a few cans of it. It does taste different, I will mm-hmm. say. It does taste like uh, they changed the formula up. Sure. And then after the uproar of that, they switched it back to Coke Classic, which sure. was supposed to be the original formula. Yeah. But from what I'm told, it's actually not the original. It's a, it's something different. Yeah, so yeah. we'll never know what old Coke tastes like <laughs> it is the short of that. But people lost their minds over yeah. that. Uh, and it was like such a financial failure. I forgot how much money it cost them, but like you know, somewhere in the millions mm. to rebrand everything. Uh, yeah. So like, do you have any you know any examples of that maybe where you or it could be something smaller than that or bigger, but like I'm trying to think huge remember, financial cost. Do you remember the old school? Do you remember the old Apple Jacks commercials where like some guy, some corporate guy was like, "We're about to change Apple Jacks yeah. to look and taste like real apples," and then all the kids would be like, "We can't do that. We gotta keep the original taste." It's just, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. That's so. Oh man, that's yeah. awesome. And then it reminds me of the old uh, tricks. Tricks are for kids commercials, which yeah. I never see anymore. Like, yeah. look, I'm be honest with you. Sometimes I still watch those old cartoon channels. Oh sure, yeah. But um, you get to. Uh, the, the old gimmick. Do they still sell Tricks yogurt? I don't know. Yeah, I don't see. I've, I actually think I went to look for it, and they actually don't sell it anymore. Wow. Um, which is crazy to me. But I used to have it all the time. Yeah. So um, we go. Um, you have to buy. The commercials would unwind. Like there's a train mystery where somebody stole Tricks, and mm-hmm. there's like four rabbits working at the train <laughs> station, and you got to figure out which one's the rabbit that steals Tricks. Um, and so you had to buy the yogurt, you had mm-hmm. to peel the lid off, and then you had to, it would give you a clue. So you had to keep buying more yogurt, keep peeling the lids and look at the clues, and That's then you so had to keep crazy. drinking the tricks, uh, you had to keep getting the trick cereal and like looking at the bottom of the box. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, but I'm trying to think like an old gimmick. I'm really trying to wreck my brain. Um. There's like so many of them. I'm sure like, there are. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um. Hmm. Nothing's coming to mind where I'm sitting here thinking about like uh, you know what was the worst gimmick they ever did like mm-hmm. everything they've tried to do, I've only started recently keeping track like with the gotcha. serumist thing. That's only I was like oh that's a big one that's really dumb, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I don't think anything really stands out. To okay, me. okay. Well then, slightly different. What about rebrands? Do you have any strong opinions on like rebranded companies like? Logos, I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's a good video by John Tron about mm. um, the original Apple logo. Yeah. It looks nothing like what it looks like now. Right, yeah. Uh, oh, Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, okay. Did oh, you see that God. one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Ridiculous. I'm glad you brought that up. That looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they... And, okay, this is a joke from John Tron, but he's like, well, they just switched, they just switched it to Dunkin'. To Dunkin'. You know? <laughs> Dunkin'. Yeah, like, the, the original logo was... The, the original, original logo mm. was really cool. Yes. Uh... It's like there was Duncan, the word Duncan, like arched like a rainbow, mm. and then like it was, it had a color around it, and then yeah. on the bottom half where it said donut, it was also the upside down arch like a smile, mm-hmm. and it was a different color like the dunk, the the donut yeah. was dunked, and that looked really great. It was like yeah, no no duh, like that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Why not? Make yeah. it what it is. Yeah, like why? Why do they gotta keep switching up some really good logos? <laughs> like what's a, a crappier one? Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is a big one. The other one was a uh, Smucker's Jelly. Oh, you, you remember that old school logo? Ridiculous. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the old school, and that that's just that's Smucker's to me. Yes. Like I don't want to see the weird. Uh, it's just like tech company logo that they made. You yeah, know, like, it looks terrible. Mm. I was like, switch back to the original Smucker's. Like, who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> you know, it drives me crazy. No. 
That, that, yeah, for whatever reason, corporations went like this. I mean, everyone's talking about this, but like the simplistic route recently. Yeah. Uh, well, I may say recently. I mean, like probably for the past five, six years, where everything just simple, 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 simple. And why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that's appealing for corporations to simplify everything or to dumb down, to water it? Do they um, save ink every time they print the logo <laughs> out? Like, I don't well, know. Well, if anything, it's costing them millions of dollars to do that. And sometimes it costs them even more if the reception's terrible. Do they think I'm going to start wearing Smucker's Jelly shirts, you know, <laughs> with, the, with the simple logo on Honestly, it? that's what it looks like. It's something that goes on your t-shirt, which is stupid. Yeah, you know? I'm not going to buy a Smucker's Jelly t-shirt. Like, <laughs> I have people little... picking out t-shirts as it is. But I will tattoo that old logo, absolutely. Oh, 100%. <laughs> right above the stamp tram line. You know, um... You know, I, I kind of want to go back a bit and talk about bad fast food experiences. Like, sure. uh, I, there was a Chicken Express by this little apartment I used to live at. Their their chicken was raw every time. Raw. You're raw. Yeah. Like the outside was fried, but the inside was raw. And I was like, bro, this chicken's bad. Like it tastes it, it, it. The texture is very different. Yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, it doesn't have that delicious flavor I come to know and love from Chicken Express. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cook your food all the way. Hashtag. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, you see, Pizza Hut is like struggling right now financially. Aren't they always? I, <laughs> no, I thought Pizza Hut. Okay, was okay, a big okay, one. okay. I say that loving Pizza Hut. I do love Pizza Hut, but yeah, I'm sure they are. Everyone's struggling right now, but no. What's with Pizza Hut? Well, uh, I didn't actually do too much research. I just saw a video by Moist Critical saying mm-hmm. like, yeah, Pizza Hut's like struggling. Um, I hope they never go out of business because that's so iconic. Like when I think like, let's order pizza like. Not because I always order from them, mm-hmm. but Pizza Hut just comes to mind. Like, I always end up going to Papa John's anyway. I don't ever order Pizza Hut. Uh-huh. But when what? I think, hey, let's order pizza, the, the instinct hits me immediately saying, Pizza Hut, let's do it. That's weird because I actually don't really like Papa John's at all. I really? love Pizza Hut, though. Oh, my goodness. Like, that's that's actually my go-to. That and Marco's, if anyone has Marco's out there. Um, that's I've had Marco's favorite. one time, and I, I liked it. I love Marco's, but yeah, Pizza Hut's always my go-to. Pizza Hut's your good time. I think Papa John's just like, oh. Okay, well, that's the thing. Like, how, how can Pizza Hut be struggling? I wonder if we can do a similar thing like we did with AMC Theaters where everyone mm-hmm. just invests in the stock and then cashes out and then it saves, like, the, the franchise. Or, like, with GameStop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what happened with GameStop? Oh, the, oh, geez, it was a while ago. But basically, a bunch of people, like, because GameStop was, uh, I'm surprised you don't remember this, uh... Because GameStop is struggling so much, and they were like on the verge of bankruptcy, they practically were bankrupt. They tried to sell the company, and no one wanted to buy them. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, I do remember this. Yes, and then like a whole bunch of people bought GameStop stock, and it like <laughs> it brought them out of bankruptcy. It saved the company. And, yeah, it's completely <laughs> saved the company, and it pissed off a lot of like um, it pissed off Wall Street just because it was like ah, <laughs> oh, I do remember. Uh, it was like it was, first of all, it was like a Reddit scheme, but like it was almost like inflating the tax market. Like it was doing yeah. something ridiculous. But it saved GameStop because of that. Yeah, GameStop's been trying to kill themselves for quite a while. <laughs> like, like they, they keep they don't rebrand, so to speak, but they keep trying to change up like how they can make the store more approachable and people can walk. They in. wanted to make it like this weird lounge thing, almost like they have to do have in Japan, I suppose. Like yeah, yeah I was gonna say like a lounge, you know, mm-hmm. and like uh, I don't know how Warhammer stores like miniatures that you can paint and play with. Mm-hmm. I don't know how those are doing. 
But uh, I still see a few of them actually. Oh no, I see them all the time. I was yeah, wondering yeah. how they're doing financially. But I don't like, know. I, you get to like GameStop. I was like, I'm not. I don't want to go to GameStop to do that. Okay, with digital buying games now, like I don't want to go anywhere and buy anything. Sure. Just you, do we all kind of thought that it was going to go the way of Blockbuster, where it yeah. just kind of fizzled out immediately after. Yeah. Well, okay. There's a difference. Blockbuster never tried to adapt, whereas GameStop mm-hmm. is like, okay, we got to do something different. They've talked about it. They've never done it though. Yeah. I mean, did you, you ever see a GameStop any, lounge? Any GameStop you go to nowadays, it's the same one you saw. Same exactly. Ago. GameStop's always had shady practices, though. Sure. So it's like... It um, was the most prominent of its time. It was, because that was the go-to place. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with, like, I mean, the I, buying digitally is just so much nicer, bro. Especially, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm mostly PC. I have a yeah. console, but... Yeah, why would I want to keep putting like, discs in? Yeah, yeah it's, it gets tedious. Yeah. It's annoying. Um, and, yeah, just... It's, e-digital is the easiest way to go. Typically, it has the best sales. Like, save you save money. It gets streamed to, or not streamed, but like downloaded directly into your machine, and you don't have to lose a disc. You don't have to keep changing them out. Like GameStop, I think their biggest seller, or like their biggest uh, takeaway, was like you could trade in things, like you mm. could trade in consoles. But even that was like horrible deals. Like they always would screw you over. So I don't really know what's keeping GameStop up. I yeah. think they're a, they're a go to if you want to buy a PS Five, maybe. Yeah. That's about it. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even get my PS5 from GameStop. Oh, really? I had to get it from Best Buy. I got lucky. The oh, guys, I was, I was I was buying a TV, and this dude's like, um, I was like, hey, do y'all, I had to lean in to whisper in case someone heard me. I was like, do y'all have any PS5s anywhere? And the guy's like, no, we don't. And the guy next to him was like, yeah, we do. And, like, and the guy's like, what, we do? He's like, yeah, we do. We got plenty in that little that little pallet out back. And I was oh, like, wow. I was like, plenty, you say? And so he goes, the guy's like, yeah, I'll be right back. And he goes back. And I don't expect them. I expect them to come back empty-handed and be like, "Oh my bad, those were Blu-ray players." <laughs> but, it, but he, yeah, but he comes back with the PS5 and he slams it on the table. I was like, "No, but God of War just came out." <laughs> you know, I was like, "I, I, I need this." <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I actually, I actually worked at retail for a while, and it was around the PS5, right when the PS5s came out, up until like a, a year or two later after that. And let me tell you, I hated people like you, Caleb. <laughs> like, absolutely. So, for instance, uh, to clarify it, I don't know if Best Buy works the same way. I assume they do. Yes, during, like, uh, not, like, directly when the PS5 came out. I'm talking about, like, a few months after, like, probably five months after, when there were no PS5s anywhere. Yes, yeah. we did have PS5s, but they were reserved uh-huh. for the online store. Uh, so if you order pickup, essentially, we would have it for you. Uh, but you have to order online. We can't just give it to you if you walk mm. in in person. So when everyone was like, oh, we heard you have PS5s, or we looked up, you, th- you said you have PS5s. Well, we do, but you have to actually purchase it in the online store. Um, so w- we actually had some people who like attempted to sell those, but they got in serious trouble. So, And then the, oh. you have people like you, Caleb, who, who thinks there's the first person to ask about PS5s. Hey, they hey. walk up, they're like, hey, hey, boo. Did you think? Look, could was, you give me a deal? Could you give, give me the skinny? Yeah, person I've never met before. Absolutely, I'll give you a deal. I'll, look, no, the same did, treatment anyone anyone else. I went in there with the intention of buying a TV, and I said, "Hey, by the way, do you have any PS5s?" It's because your it's because your uh, your charisma, Caleb. Homeboy just, set me up. He, he, <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, we do." You he gave him like, the you gave him the smolder, and he actually him... wasn't supposed to sell it to me. He had to ask the manager, and I, I didn't ask for any. If of that. the manager agreed to it, that's one thing. But yeah, dear lord, man, that, that I, I, wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to impress him on it. Like if he yeah. was, yeah, I would have been beheaded for that. But no, oh my gosh, every single day, at least twenty times a day, 
do you have any PS5s? They would call the store. I'd have to tell them every single time and then explain to them why we don't have any PS5s. Just sucked, man. You screw you, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I have you on this show with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're at an hour in like six minutes. How do you feel? Um, we went by kind of quick. Went by, yeah, pretty quick. Uh, I feel like if we do it another time, it's going to be like another 20 minutes. So, yeah. Let's close this one out. All right. Well, that is a wrap-up of episode three. I'm surprised we're still going. You know, um, I'm very happy with how it's gone so far. I'm just having fun. Like, I don't even care if I find an audience, but there's an audience for weirdos like me. So, I thank you for joining us this week, and I hope you'll tune in next week. Um, I will see y'all next time. Y'all have a great day. Yeah. Say bye, Shaps. Uh, Bye. Bye, Shaps. Shaps.